So, uh, what's, what should the intro to this one be? I've fucking sung Star Wars music at the beginning too many times. I know. I think that just has to be it now, because I think that's how you've started every single one. What is uh, uh, okay. what is the Star Star Wars music go like? I, I, can't, uh, so, I can't think of it. Yeah, so never, it's sort I've of never like seen a Star Wars movie. Um, not a very memorable soundtrack, right? Yeah. Podcast, podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Please listen to our podcast today. We promise not to talk about for this time. We will try to not talk about for this time on the podcast. Hi, my name is Jackson McMurray. (laughs) My name is Alan McMurray. Uh, I should have broke out the keyboard. This is Cosmonaut Dan. (laughs) Hey, and this is No Nerds Allowed. (laughs) And we're going to try our best to not talk about Vor on this one. Is this going to be like where we have to censor it every time we say the word bore? <laughs> no, we just have to stop saying because I have to bleep it out in the podcast. Wait, no, okay. hold on. Well, now you, you I have come to bleep on the show it out twice now. And we're done talking about vor? That seems a little selfish. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't make that decision for us. We had a long. we Last time when we had Tabby on the podcast, we talked about and vor for like a really long time naturally um, jackson you have to bleep it out again stop saying <laughs> yeah. it and the bit is that whenever we bring up we always get in a fight about whether or not the peach from james and the giant peach is a kaiju or not so we can't talk about <laughs> anymore so every time we mention we have to bleep it out <laughs> that's very good um, I'm sorry, I hate to offload all this on you right at the now beginning of the podcast. Now my all my synapses are firing now in response to that thesis. <laughs> all right, okay. We'll get, we'll have, we, I'm going to set a timer. Oh hey Siri, set God. a timer for three minutes. Okay, three minutes and counting. All right, Dan, what do you think? Is the peach from James and the Giant Peach a kaiju, yes or no? This is going to take me the full three minutes, but I've got a very, okay. very well thought out. I've actually written it all down. All right, you got a filibuster. <clears throat> <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dan. <clears throat> I, I don't see why not. Right? Like, yeah, there's pretty much no good no, reason why not. not. That's kind of my stance. It's not living. I think no, no good pe- reason okay, why not pe- always beats no good reason why. <laughs> I that's that's my philosophy. No, I have a good reason why. Are you just having why. an aneurysm? What's I going on? I have one. <laughs> I am having an because I can't believe we're doing this again. The peach from James and the Giant Peach is not a kaiju because it's not sentient. It's a peach. See, my argument is that the birds are. The birds are controlling the peach, and the birds and the peach as a unit could definitely but fight the birds are all regular size. They do not combine to make something bigger. It is a bunch of individual small birds. Okay. Here's the middle ground. Know. So, what's in between <laughs> and the giant peach? Probably a few angels from Evangelion, right? <laughs> okay, sure. So, just how far do we go? I don't know if you guys are familiar. Um, I'm not. I kind of only just watched it in passing. But I know there's a big okay. Raymiel diamond, right? He flies. Is that sentient? I'm asking. 
not for rhetorical Please describe reasons. what that is for me. I, I can't no picture clue. it in my I have never seen There's it. a big, big-ass blue hold diamond. Hold on, hold on. Somebody in chat just said that the peach is a mecca, and I'm about to throw hands. It's not a mecca. It's but not a robot. It it's a, a peach. <laughs> well, but it's not. Okay. It's organic. It's a kaiju. It's not a kaiju. It's not sentient. It's not a bunch of tiny things combining to make one big thing. It's a bunch of individual tiny things controlling a big peach. Well, it's not a kaiju. To go back kaiju. to Evangelion, uh, the show itself is um, classified as a mecha, but all of those robots are actually not mo- robots. They're organic monsters. Oh, so they are kaiju. Or they're also mecha, and the three share an umbrella. So peaches right. and uh, Ava units and Godzilla all belong under the same hat. Which that is, is a really interesting fresh take on this I debate that I actually have not heard before. That 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 mechas and kaijus are not mutually not exclusive. I think I like that the best, if I'm being frank. I mean The Mecha and Kaiju brand. aren't different. I do things. play this very famous robot on a licensed Star Wars f- podcast. <laughs> Licensed? Is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, everything's mo- going through. <laughs> I get paid five hundred Mickey ears per episode. That's the that's the timer. We can't talk about yeah. kaiju's anymore. Otherwise, we will go to jail. Um, Man, I was just gonna get into oh Mickey Mouse being a kaiju. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is not a kaiju. Okay, no. no. Okay, you got okay, but compared to another mouse, stop. I'm going to send you both to jail. He is a kaiju compared to other mice. Compared to a person, yeah, he is not because he's. I suppose. I suppose if on upon the satisfying the condition that I am a mouse, then yes, Mickey Mouse is a kaiju. But seeing as that is not yeah. the case. It's more like not the kaiju. If I equals mouse, then <laughs> Mickey equals it, it's kaiju. It's more likely if you're a mouse and you see Mickey Mouse, you think that's a, a god. That's god. <laughs> yeah. That, that is that, god. That's how he got so much was, power. Is because created in his all the image, other mice think that Mickey is their Exploiting the work word. of all the regular sized mice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> okay. Star Wars? Star Wars. Hi. Welcome to a good podcast made by fun friends that you're going to enjoy listening to. Uh, or else. That have coherent <laughs> thoughts and good sentences. We've been working our way through all of the Star Wars, and we finally made it to Empire Strikes Back, the biggest, the most exciting. Wait. Culturally, the best Star Wars. This is we're going to talk one. about it today. Say again? This is the second one. You said we got all the way through. This is the second one, right? It's true. I mean, I'm, if you're doing a bit, it went over my head. I apologize. We have been doing them in chronological order. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Not release order. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to make sure I watched the right one. This is a That's joke. All. It was not funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very familiar on. with the Star Wars. So. Yeah. <laughs> Adeline and I watched Attack of the Clones, and we just got confused and thought it was called Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> no, rather, I might have done that, but I didn't. Thank God that I didn't. <laughs> okay. Um, um, oh no! So yeah, so we did the prequels, and then we did Rogue One and Solo, and uh, then yeah. now we're doing the original ones, and we still haven't decided if we're going to do episodes about the Mandalorian yet or not. Um, anyway, I think what we should do, Jackson, is we should just have an episode where you describe the Mandalorian <laughs> yeah. to me, just like shot shot for shot, and I'll just the, be the baby whole Yoda highlight reel. Um, yeah. Okay, so this. This movie in particular is fascinating to me 
because not not in terms of the canon storyline, but in terms of real life time, the time of the real world. This is the first uh-huh. uh, Star Wars movie that was not directed by. Oh, wait, I'm confused now. This was not directed by George Lucas. I was going to say it was the first one that was not directed by George Lucas, which is true, but in my brain, the prequels were still coming before. <laughs> anyway. Um, you did that 100% to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. know. <laughs> uh, so this is the first one that George Lucas didn't direct. Because famously, George Lucas is a super shitty director and hates working with actors. Yep, yep, yep. Um, right. Uh-huh. We spent a lot of time talking about this in the last episode where, like... Just putting George Lucas straight in the toilet. <laughs> like, just that George Lucas doesn't know how to communicate to people, like, what he wants out of a performance. So he would always just tell people, like, faster, louder, bigger, more intense, do more, be more exciting. Right. And everyone just hated him. <laughs> like, right. it was, like, a horrible set yeah. experience and nobody knew what he wanted. Right. Um... <laughs> So, which led it, to George Lucas making the fairly self-aware decision to be like, okay, look, I'm going to write this one and I'm going to produce this one, but I'm going to let somebody else talk to the actors because I can't fucking do it. Right. Um, and I feel like that comes through in this movie. I feel like the performances between the original Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. are way better. Like... Yeah, nobody feels like a whiny kid in <laughs> yeah, this movie. like in the original Star Wars, it feels... I've said it before, but like it that just feels like a movie where people were told faster, louder, more all the time, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like this movie feels like it has so much more nuance and actual intentionality behind all of the acting decisions being made. Intention is definitely the word. I mean, like, I was going to get to it earlier. I mean, New Hope is my favorite star wars film ever Mm -hmm. um i recognize that it's extremely rough and yeah like the whole (laughs) just act better uh does come out a lot Um, but it's just like this beautiful mess that i really enjoy because it's it's just so vacuous that right my brain wants to fill in you know all all the gaps there and and i i can do that I'm also a big fan of uh, wide open spaces in Star Wars. Um, I don't actually mm. really like um, a lot of the close quarters stuff because uh, normally right. it is a act better kind of situation, except <laughs> for this one. This one, I'll, you know, there's a lot more going on, uh, like acting wise and character wise. Uh, but like the wide open spaces <laughs> of, you know, uh, of Tatooine's desert and like the wide open spaces of Hoth in this one, like they're, they're really gripping. Like, the idea right. of exposure, um, like dying of exposure and mm-hmm. the dangers of like the environment, I feel like those just took a backseat after uh, you know the tr- the original trilogy. Like right, yeah. I was going to say this movie is fairly sort of claustrophobic a lot of the time. Yeah, like Hoth aside, it's like you're in the Millennium Falcon or you're in like the hallways of Bespin or you're like in this like really oppressive forest in Dagobah. Like there's not a lot right. of those mm-hmm. wide open spaces in this one once you get out of Hoth, obviously right and then like you have oh, yeah. new hope where it's just like the the belly of this giant ship and everybody's just running around trying to figure out what little quest <laughs> right. line to follow and which objectives Where'd to complete and, yeah. uh, like it's <laughs> even in quests. those tight hallways it's just you you feel the scale 
of you know the facility and how horrible like it would be to try to like go around and move around and do all those things and try to save you know lay in all this stuff like it's just right yeah mm-hmm. i was about to say one of my what i think is really cool about this movie when we're like in hoth because we have those huge like wa- yeah. wide shots because this movie just like starts yeah. we're just like go mm-hmm. we're on hoth we're here go like which is really fun but we have those like huge like establishing shots of just like han and luke on the tauntauns like going through like this wasteland but then as soon as we go get to the, like, the base, the fortress, and they try to make the fortress big, we have these, like, big, just, like, wide shots where we're trying to just show you as much of inside of the base as we can, like, from one angle. And we, like, see all the people running around and, like, working on ships. And it's just so cool and detailed. But also, like, even though this is a huge space with huge things in it, it does feel claustrophobic with, like, all the people running around and, like, doing work and, like, yeah. sparks flying and robots just, like, going where they need to be going. Like, it's at the same time, like, huge and also, like, compressed. And I feel like I, I do kind of like that in this movie in the second one that, like, everything does feel, like, a little bit more claustrophobic. Like, the force is oppressive or we're, like, just stuck on the mm-hmm. Millennium Falcon. Like, it feels like pressure building up inside of a can that it's gonna explode in the next movie where we have to like deal with like Jabba the Hutt and like the Empire and all that stuff just like all at once like it totally feels like a build-up of tension with just like oh we're stuck and we're trapped and we're retreating and oh god what's gonna happen um go ahead oh I was just gonna say like I I totally agree it's it's almost like uh just a funnel like all of Hoth is leading into that narrow passageway of you know, um, every everybody's still you know doing their own thing, but coming in on the same point, uh, like a just a big funnel. And yeah, I mean, it it really does yeah. tighten up in the second act for sure. And I was going to say, I love well, all the I sequences freaking... that are like in the hallways on that base in Hoth, where yeah. it's like yeah. there's that one moment near the beginning where Han and Leia are like in a big fight, yeah, and like <laughs> there are these guys that keep having to like kind of scooch past him and be yeah. like excuse me sorry they're like it's yelling so at each other funny. in the hallway and there's like people just like kind of yeah. scooching around him that i think is so good yeah it's literally like they're getting in a fight in the hallway yeah. in high school like literally some guy like walks in between yeah. them and they both have to like pause for a second while he like scooches through it's the funniest <laughs> thing on the planet like, either way <laughs> oh, go ahead dan <laughs> i'm so sorry go ahead well, I was just going to say, my big take about Han and Leia in this, I don't remember who said this to me first, but, like, a year ago, somebody brought this up to me, that just, like, kind of blew my mind, which is that, like, it's always seemed kind of weird that there's, like, that, like, this movie just sort of, like, starts on the assumption that, like, there is some romantic tension between Han and Leia, and when that wasn't necessarily the case at the end of the last movie, and somebody said to me, like... Mm-hmm they definitely, definitely have had sex already. Like, when this movie opens, this is, like, a few days after they had, like, a one-night stand, and they're, like, trying to figure out what to do about that now. Like, this, and for some reason, it just never occurred to me to think of it like that, but it's, like, once I, like, unlocked that, I was like, this all makes so much more sense now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because I love... It makes me laugh at the very beginning when Han gets back and he's like, I'm going to go talk to the general. And he's like, yo, general, I got to get going. I don't really want to, but Job the Hutt's going to fucking murk me if I don't get out of here soon and, like, deal with that. And the general's like, yeah, I totally get it. Like, yeah, you got to go deal with that. That, like, having the mark on your head totally sucks. You go deal with that and, like, Godspeed and we hope you come back. 
And then we have the shot to Princess Leia, and she's just like, she doesn't like this, but emotionally she's just got like her arms crossed, and she's like, hmm. <laughs> like, she's just, she's so upset about it while everyone else is being so yeah. rational yeah. about it. It just makes me laugh. She's like, but no. And then Han gets big belligerent for like the next 30 minutes where he just, he's super yeah, gets mean. Big mad. And it's yeah. so good because, like, I mean, there's acting happening and he's actually like there's so many what i actually really enjoy about the first half of this movie is how much is said that doesn't actually really matter um it's all really really good you know like these these little interactions but most of it is very show don't tell it's all on the battlefields of hoth and all these different things happening a lot of it is just basically radio chatter um, and then there are these mm-hmm. little things where, you know, you know, Luke and uh, Luke's on his recovery bed and uh, Leia does that kiss on him, which definitely is <laughs> a fun perspective uh, in addition to Han and Leia have had sex already. It's, <laughs> right. Yeah. It really explains how yeah. nonchalant he is about that afterward anyway. <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was going to say, I feel like the energy between them, like in the first act of this movie, between Han and Leia, is just like, are you mad at me? I feel like you're mad at me. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, no, I'm yeah. not mad. It's like, why are you yelling? It's like, I don't know. I'm well, your energy. Like, just like for of... some reason that neither of them can really figure out, they're just like hostile and none of them really, neither of them really wants to be, but like, they just can't. <laughs> like stop you know yeah i mean i'm i, I bet i'm i also like oh. the image I, i'm Go. gonna <laughs> we're doing so bad about talking to each other but i also like the image that like luke has like definitely definitely had conversations with like separately with both of them about <laughs> the other person you can just tell that luke has been dealing with their stupid relationship <laughs> the whole time because, like, that scene where Leia kisses her, kisses him, and then leaves, and Luke just, like, leans back, like, with his hands behind his head, he's just too. like, I don't fucking care anymore, guys, I've had to deal with this for so long. So, okay, speaking of that kiss, this is something I've been thinking about for a really long time. Because famously, you know, okay. they, because obviously it's a huge bit, everyone's like, oh, crazy, incest kiss in Star Wars. Um, but... Famously, these movies weren't necessarily like all planned out from the beginning. There's right. certain elements of it that they're sort of making yeah. up as they go along. I've been trying to figure out whether or not they knew that Luke and Leia were going to be siblings yet when they wrote that scene, when they filmed that scene. Because... I think the actors definitely didn't, because that's, like, one of the famous behind-the-scenes pictures is, like, that moment where they tell the actors that they're brother and sister. So I don't think... <laughs> They are while right. they're filming it. The actors at least aren't right. in on it. Because there's one line in this movie when Luke is flying away from Dagobah and Obi-Wan's like, oh, he's our last hope. And Yoda's like, mm, no, there is one other. And like, presumably that is in reference to Leia, but I don't know if they knew that specifically then or if they were just trying to no, call their I shot about something general. I think the writers definitely knew because we have that scene at the end where Luke is dangling and he's like, fuck, I got, I need help. And he's like, Leia, Force, talk to me. And she's like, I felt him. I know where he is. Like, they definitely, if not brother and sister, I think they definitely knew that Leia at least was like a Jedi or sense sensitive in some way. I'm sorry. And I just want to point out that when I said there is another, Dan said bigger Luke, and that's fucking hilarious. And I just want to make sure that. (laughs) 
Yes. We drew attention to that. Thank you, Dan. That's definitely what they were referring to. I mean, you guys have raised some good points, but they definitely mean Bigger Luke. Have you guys read the Expanded Universe novel, Bigger Luke's Big Day? (laughs) Because that's, like, really, like, where Star Wars gets interesting, if you ask me. Yeah. So... Listen, if you don't know about Bigger Luke, are you really a Star Wars fan? Because I don't think so. You, you really don't even understand what happened if you don't know about Bigger Luke. <laughs> Bigger you know? Luke is the key yeah. that unlocks this whole thing. <laughs> I like to imagine yes. Bigger Luke is like six foot five. He's just like pretty tall. <laughs> yeah, he's not like a kaiju. No. He's just like a tall guy. Um, I also love just speaking of the general hostile energy at the beginning of this movie the way that Han and Chewie talk to each other yeah. when they're on Hoth is also so fucking funny yeah I there's like a direct <laughs> relation between how mean and like how mean Han and Leia are to each other and how they soften up later and the same way that Chewie softens up on Han later as he's screaming for about 30 minutes of airtime of that movie Right. Chewbacca yells yeah. so much in this one. If you like the yelling <laughs> that Chewbacca does, out. this is a good one to watch. And I love that it's yeah. not even like one directional, like right from the beginning. It's not like just Han being mean. Because like the first interaction they have in this movie, Han is just like, Chewie, can you come down here for a second? And Chewie's just like, and Han's like, okay, Jesus, fuck, I'll come back later. Like clearly they yeah. just like are having a fight or something. Like... <laughs> They, yeah. they maybe have also have had sex in between. Yeah, the maybe. Yeah, maybe that's the key. Yeah, that's where the I'm tension no, is coming from. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if I'm. I'm pretty sure this is like I'm super late on this, but like you know the the famous line the you know I love you I know thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I always just kind of like because you see the movie and then you read about the movie and you see critics talk about the movie. You listen to podcasts where three cool people talk about the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh it kind of just replaces your memories. Like you'll just kind of remember the lines and not really the context. I, you know, the whole them being at each other's throats, the whole beginning of the movie is the lead up to that line. Like he's insisting that, you know, she does have feelings for him and she's like, no, just get out of here. Whatever. And I never connected those two, apparently, until this time. And I'm like, wow, that's actually a super good line. I always thought it was yeah. good because yeah. every time I would, like, you know, listen to a, a review or some behind-the-scenes stuff, they talk about how it was improv. Um, and that's just my memory just took that one core thing and remembered that and didn't remember the context of anything else, which is, right. again, yeah. why, you know, viewing this movie and getting a fresh take on it is actually, it's better than I remember. <laughs> I feel like the original Star Warses are kind of unique in that way, in the sense that, like, it feels like every moment of all of them is so, like, culturally ingrained that, like, a lot of the time it's hard to sort of just step back and, like, watch it as a yeah. movie, you know? Um, mm-hmm. like, and I think a lot about, you know, like, obviously the big, the big, like, spoiler of this movie, quote-unquote, that has literally never been unspoiled for anybody since 1985 is, like, Luke, I am your father, which is also not the mm-hmm. line, I know that's the whole thing also. Anyway, um, yeah. but it's like, knowing that Darth Vader is Luke's father has never, ever had the same impact on an audience since 
Right. Yeah, because, like, people just know. When I was growing up, I knew, Luke, I am your father, way before I ever was, like, watching Star Wars movies. Um, And, but the one that people kind of overlook, I think, is the reveal of Yoda, of, like, Yoda being a Jedi Master and not just a creepy little swamp gremlin. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Yoda was on my lunchbox when I was in first grade, so I was like, Yoda's super fucking cool. It's 2002, and the prequels are awesome, and Yoda is a (laughs) noble warrior who's the smartest, coolest Jedi of them all. (laughs) So when I was finally, like, eight or whatever and watched Empire Strikes Back for the first time, I was just like, that's Yoda. I know what his deal is. He's doing a bit right now where he's tricking Luke. He's a real Jedi master, and I know that. And it's like... I I have to wonder, like, if you don't know what's going on, like, what your reaction to Yoda would be the first time. Like, (laughs) would it it have been, like, this is a fucking Jar Jar Binks, like, (laughs) this guy's so annoying, is (laughs) he gonna be in the whole rest of the movie? Like, who is this guy? (laughs) Well, I don't think, he's not Jar Jar Binks level, because he's, like, it's a, Jar Jar Binks is a a weird character, because he's just, like, a guy, and he's kind of a racist caricature, <laughs> and that's it. That's all he's mm. got going for him. But, like, the Yoda character is, like, this old man who lives, like, a hermit who lives all alone on this weird alien jungle planet. So when he comes around, he's like, hey, what's up? I'm going to eat all your granola bars. It's like, what's up with this funny little dude? Yeah. You know? Like, it's got a it's got a way different energy than George. But imagine, if you will, a version of this movie where Yoda wasn't actually the Jedi Master. He meets, like, a wise old wizard on Dagobah, and Yoda just hangs around and says goofy things and just eats everybody's food the whole rest of the movie. Well, no, Yoda would be the gay husband, and that would be amazing. Well, then you get a Babu Freak situation. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I guess that's very more and, like you know, a Bob still, still well loved. Um, what's interesting though is you know in this movie you have Yoda and you get to see his antics and then he shifts into his real role of being uh, a wise gremlin rather than just a pesky <laughs> gremlin. But right. you have to wait two movies to see Jar Jar get important. So, <laughs> right. I think that is definitely and a bigger part of it. by important, we mean cease to exist on screen. <laughs> I also feel like, I think maybe, like, the most disappointing thing about the prequels is that, like, Yoda isn't a little bastard in them. Right. Like, the decision to make yeah, Yoda, like, a fucking, like, wise, stoic, like, priestly Perfect Jedi person. Knight yeah. in the prequels is so boring and lame. Yeah. Like, how cool would it... It would be yeah. so much better if Yoda was, like, a like a King Boomy type. Yeah. Where he's just, like... He's yeah. still, like, powerful and, like, kind of in charge, but he's also just a fucking rascal all the time. Yeah. It would be so funny yeah. and cool, and I feel like that's much more representative of, like, the Yoda we see in this original appearance of Yoda, you know? Yeah. And I feel like basically nobody yeah. has let Yoda be a little jackass since this movie yeah i think yoda really gets treated really like i don't understand the prequels because they add this like whole new layer to yoda like they basically make him like a priest god figure like you said like he's just perfect and infallible and he's a genius and he's the epitome of good but then the whole point of the prequels is that he sucks and he's wrong and he's bad and it's kind of his fault that everything right. falls to shit because he just like doesn't do anything about anything. And then like 
And then, like, watching the prequels where Yoda is a war criminal and doesn't do anything and treats Anakin poorly and then becomes Darth Vader. And then watching this, and he's a fun little bastard. But then when he's talking to Luke, like, he talks to Anakin and he's like, oh, if, the ba if you question things, that means you're evil. And it's like, Yoda, you kind of suck. Like, I don't know. Like, as much as I like fun Yoda, I feel like the idea of, like, enjoying Yoda as, like, just a little bastard man has been ruined <laughs> yeah, because of right. the prequels. Like, that, like, priestly goodness has been, like, well, Yoda, you actually kind of suck. So even when you're a bastard and I love you, you just, it, <laughs> yeah. it's ruined. Right. Like, Aragorn in chat says through that. Through the past, we've reached through time and ruined you. Aragorn in chat says that Last Jedi Yoda is pretty funny. But what I want the most is I want Yoda to be playing pranks on people and giving him a hard time. Yeah. Like, Yoda, he feels more like Empire Strikes Back Yoda and Last Jedi, granted. Um, oh, but absolutely. he's not, like, pulling one over on Luke. He's not eating his food and well, getting all do, up in his business. He does do the one very good prank of arson. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I guess yeah. that is a pretty good prank. He does burn the whole tree yeah. of life down Just or whatever. Just struck somebody with lightning. It's like, got he. Uh, so here's my theory. I think when Yoda randomly goes and lives with the Wookiees and marries Chewbacca, I think that's when he becomes a bastard. Right. When he, like, when he's just hangs out with the Wookiees for years, Wookie and, years and years and years or yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then he becomes a funny prank man. And then as soon as Luke's like, hey, you have to teach me the Force, he immediately just goes back into the, oh, I'm perfect and infallible <laughs> right, headset, yeah. you know? It's, I it, still... It's like an addiction that he can't get away from. We talked about this so many times on the podcast. Why did George Lucas feel like Yoda and Chewbacca were friends? Like, why was that ever a part yeah. of it? Why would you even think like that? Like, just had to tie those threads know. together, or else they yeah. wouldn't have made any sense. <laughs> Yeah, or uh -huh. else the prequels would have been bad. And in the original well, see, Star Jackson... Wars, Obi-Wan and Chewbacca, like, have a weird little moment. And it kind of seems like they know each other. But for some reason, George Lucas was like, actually, I think it's going to be Yoda and Chewbacca that know each other. <laughs> well, Jackson, from the originals, you can't prove that they didn't yeah. know each other. Because they never met or saw or spoke to each <laughs> other. So you don't know. Maybe they're married. So. They could be married. Uh... I like to think that they're one married. One thing that actually really annoys me like, also about the whole Yoda, Yoda thing is, like, we have three movies to flesh out in the prequels of uh, what Yoda, his arc is going to be. And it is basically the same arc, like you just said. Like, in, in Empire, he has his whole thing where he's a good teacher, but he gets a little bit uh, removed from reality, I would say, where he's just <laughs> right. like hey, you need to just clear your head and be this wise, defensive monk. And Luke is like, no, I, I came here to so I could beat the Empire. And Yoda's like, the what? Um, that's not, that's definitely a paraphrasing. But, <laughs> Holy shit, what? But, like, in the prequels, you have these three movies where he's in this position of power and everybody's already looking up to him. There's no discovering him and no pranks or anything. Um, right. And he's he's teaching everybody, and he still has to learn this same lesson. I mean, I, he's never learned it, I guess, which is why it might be, be believable that in the original trilogy he makes the mistake again with Luke by pushing right. him away. Because I was going to say, in Last Jedi, I feel like it's him finally learning that lesson. Being yeah. Like, Actually, I feel like kind of maybe this is all kind of bullshit <laughs> a little bit. I 
maybe the Jedi religion sucks, so we should right. be yeah. doing it. Well, you know, I, I feel like naturally he, he saw how things turned out as his Force Ghost self when Luke was right. able to win and, you know, use the Force in a way that I guess no Jedi had done before. And, mm. I mean, like, he probably learned it then, but I don't want to take three movies out of the prequels to have him do it again. Like, it should have just it, <laughs> right. it should've been this fun thing where he was yeah. too like lazy in the prequels. Like he was too much of a prankster. And maybe he wasn't the head of the council. Uh maybe right. you know, for the first two movies. And like this one could have been like, Oh yeah, he's back and he, yeah, he's just up to his wacky antics again and then like you get to like sixty five percent through the movie and then Yoda takes this huge shift where he's just like actually Luke things are really really dire and you need to learn how to do this really fast like that right. would have been more interesting but uh, yeah by the <laughs> way i also just spent a minute yoda. by the way i also just spent a minute googling whether or not chewbacca's wife and kid from the christmas special were canon and good news they are um excellent news. and there's also oh, no. uh his kid's name is lumpa waru uh, and there's a really good uh header on wikipedia which it says, um, this article is about the Wookiee who was nicknamed Waru. You may be looking for the trans-dimensional blob known as Waru. So I'm going to go ahead and click through that and see what's up. Alrighty. Let's take a look at this trans-dimensional blob. And uh, they are the same character. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about Star Wars uh, for a minute. But, uh... Okay, Waru was a trans-dimensional being... Hailing from a universe Jackson, parallel to the to galaxy's own, his species differed from those known to New Republic databases. Waru was considered a healer by many. This is not as funny as I thought Jackson, it was going to be. You just turned into a robot. <laughs> it is kind of funny because your voice is really going robot-y. So the way once <laughs> yeah, you started you saying it, turned into a demon spawn as soon as you started talking. About <laughs> I thought it was going to be big and ridiculous and funny, but this is kind of just a normal thing. Um. <laughs> anyway, Empire Strikes Back, you guys. I'm sorry, I just totally killed the momentum of this podcast by talking about a trans-dimensional yeah, I, I had a cool thought well, and like everything. Every well, I was just going to say, that's. I think that's the problem with prequels in general. At least prequels when you haven't planned for prequels right. is the problem. If you have a story that like has a beginning that you're not shown, it's like, yeah, make a prequel. But with the, I think, I think it was a mistake to make prequels for Star Wars, or at least the way that we did it was mm -hmm. a mistake. Because, like, like we're talking about, like, Yoda's arc is so weird and doesn't really, like... I think I would have preferred if Yoda was just, like, a powerful teacher and he just, like, taught the kids and he just, like, taught at the Jedi school. And then, like, I don't know, if he's, like, fucking McGonagall yeah. or something. Like, that kind of position where it's, like, he's not Dumbledore. He's not the guy in charge. Right. He's not the president. He's just, like, this powerful dude who, like, does have some authority in that he teaches people, so people look up to him, but he also can just be a funny little bastard man, and, like, that's right. not I would have liked... Oh, but, like... Well, it's just, it's... The way that the prequels are set up, though, and the choices that George Lucas made, which were uh, all bad choices... Pretty much exclusively bad choices. Yeah, they were just all bad choices. Like, everything that he did, it's like, if you want to talk about, like, oh, we talk about, like... Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader and like oh they used to be mastered apprentice like let's talk about that and I'm like hell yeah but then they the way that all, all the choices that they make are bad and they don't connect directly into the original trilogy very well and like Yoda's character doesn't make any sense because you basically just 
made a different character and said that this is this is the same Yoda though. <laughs> this is the same guy, even though he doesn't act the same or right. think the same at all. This is him. And it's just like I don't it's just why did we do why did we make prequels? What I think would be fun because in the prequels they're always talking about Qui-Gon Jinn like he's this maverick, like he's the renegade, he's kind of the bad boy of the Jedi. But in practice, mm-hmm. he never fucking does anything that somebody doesn't tell him to do. And every time somebody tells him not to do yeah. something, he politely doesn't do it. And you're like, why yeah. Why do you say that about him all the time? He seems like a pretty regular say, guy. I'm going to say, I think there's too much politics and bureaucracy <laughs> in the prequels. Has anybody ever <laughs> but said like, that before? But, like, it would be fun if Yoda was, like, actually, like, the bad boy of the Jedi. Like, you get to the prequels <laughs> and he's the, the one... Who's, like, always breaking the rules and doing whatever he wants and always getting in trouble with the council and, like, he's constantly grounded and, like, I think that would be yeah. a fun take and on Yoda like in the And he's, like, a teen with a skateboard. Yeah. I, because I, Obi-Wan never says, like, he was the leader of the Jedi. He just says, like, he was a powerful Jedi master who I trusted very implicitly. Yeah. He's just yeah. a cool dude. Yeah. Ugh. It really just... It, there should have... There should have been a Jedi Council, but that shouldn't have also been, like, the learning environment. It should have just been removed, but, you know, church and yeah. state, whatever. Um, whatever. <laughs> so, one thing that um, that I really liked in this that I didn't realize the last time I watched was, speaking of Yoda and, you know, teaching Luke and everything, um, I always forget that, like... It's not just the first movie where Vader is seen as kind of like this, you know, like you said, Maverick. Like, uh, he's using the Force, and uh, most everybody else in the Empire, they're just like, um, what are you doing? Stop with your magic. It's really weird. And in the <laughs> yeah. second one, that continues. I forget that even though he's, like, in a place of very, like, high power in the second movie, Vader is still at odds with, like, a lot of his um, his commanders. Like, he's still having to prove himself and prove that the force is something to be trusted there's that moment where right. um they're like looking they're like scanning for the ship or something and uh they're like well they couldn't be on hoth it's probably just some other refugees and vader's like no i i know that they're on hoth and they're like uh why <laughs> and he's like just listen to me and then he kills then somebody and then they go um yeah it's like okay fine yeah. i guess I'll, if you're gonna kill me if i don't do it i guess i'll do it fine <laughs> but it's yeah. Fine, I'll trust you, wizard man. Whatever. Because you have this this thing where, like, this whole time, you know, in this movie, Vader is do- basically doing show of force where he needs to show, like, his underlings that the force is how he's working. And then right. you then just have the same basic thing with Yoda. You have Yoda very taken not very seriously at all by Luke in the beginning, the same way that, like, Vader's commanders see him in the beginning of the movie right and then luke learns oh god he's he's for real but in a more positive light <laughs> like, right <laughs> yeah and then yoda kills him and then... yoda, yoda eats kills a live r2d2 and shows luke who's boss <laughs> but yeah, yeah i thought that was really cool how you had like those were separate in in uh, in you know those like a b c plots and they're happening like, right not even concurrently but all still in the same movie god this movie's long it feels so it long. It is really long. It is a very long movie. It, it's longer than it should... I like, think... It, it's not longer than it should be. It's longer than it is, real, like, as far as real time goes. Like, it does not feel <laughs> yeah, like two hours and eight minutes or whatever. It feels right. like a lot more than that. <laughs> um, 
I just want to yeah. talk. We talked a lot in the last episode about like the differences between the different releases of this movie, mm-hmm. um, or of the original trilogy of Star Wars movies, and how like how much different stuff there is in like the special edition re-releases. Um, and this one is mostly untouched, thankfully. I mean, for the most part, there are still some things, but it's kind of the one that George yeah, Lucas messed with the least. Yeah, there's not a lot of CGI bullshit. Least. Yeah. Um, but there are... Apparently, they reshot the whole Wampa attack at the beginning. Yes. Um, I think yeah, I because there that, was a yeah. different Wampa costume in the original, and they made up a scarier one. Um, yeah. And then yeah. they put Ian McDermott as the emperor into that hologram because originally it was just like a weird guy with cat eyes. Yeah. And then yeah, once yeah. they made Return of the Jedi and figured out that Ian McDermott was going to be what he looked like, they like they put him in it. retroactively. <laughs> um, and yeah. the other thing, besides that one super weird drone shot in uh, Bespin, which it doesn't fit and looks bad, um, is yep. <laughs> they changed a line where... So when R2-D2 falls in the swamp in Dagobah, uh-huh. and then Luke, like, gets him back out, or he gets eaten by that thing and spits him out, and Luke is like, oh, you're just lucky you survived that, or something boring like that. In the original, apparently he said, you're just lucky you taste so bad, buddy. Just because, yeah. you know, it's a robot. Obviously that would not taste so bad. But, like... The fact that they went out of their way to, like, remove it and, like, drew attention to it by doing something about it, like, weirdly makes it feel like, for some reason, Luke knows what R2-D2 tastes like, which I think is really funny. (laughs) I I like that original line, though, because that feels like farm boy hick Luke, who's just like, haha, you're lucky you taste bad, buddy, like, haha, wink. Like, I like that, like, fun side of Luke coming out again. I don't, like... Yeah, changing it's it's just weird. Why did you do that? (laughs) It's like when they censor a word on the radio, but it's like, damn, and you just hear the censored version, and you're like, well, wait, what was the word? (laughs) Like, the fact that it's, like, just the fact of, like, censoring it, like, drew attention to Like, did Luke say something really racist to the swamp snake? Like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What did he say? Yeah, Um... Man, R2-D2, I thought that you had died, and honestly, I was happy with that thought. <laughs> You're like, oh, we should change that. Um, <laughs> just, I don't get it. Just If you really don't like the line, just remove it, or, you know, just don't touch it and move on. But, right. yeah, we're, that's a yeah. whole other discussion. These... Yeah. Listen, George can't fucking no. handle but, it. But um, speaking of the, the Wampa scene... I have to bring this up because we keep rightly dunking on George Lucas. But what blows my mind is that in my theater class, we had this dumb quiz about directors. And it was like, which of these directors have gone to film school and which directors didn't? And it was like, the famous one was that, like, uh, oh, God, I can't remember his name now. The guy did Indiana Jones. Or not Indiana Jones. Uh, Jurassic Steven Park. Spielberg? Yeah. He also did Indiana, also did Jones. Indiana Jones. Steven Spielberg. I could not remember his name. That was weird. Anyway. That Steven Spielberg didn't go to film school. Like, he's just a director and he didn't go to film school. But I got that question wrong because I said that George Lucas didn't go to film school because it does not seem like he did. (laughs) And it just, it blows my mind that he could get all that technical training on, like, how to be a director and how to shoot a film and still just have no clue how to direct people. Like, that's just so weird And I was going to say, and I don't want to bring up too many points from old podcasts, which I feel like might just happen more and more the deeper we get into Star Wars. But, like, 
I mean, we yeah. talked about it a lot. Like, the prequels especially demonstrate that, like, George Lucas is a great, like, technical filmmaker when it comes to, like, the nuts and yeah. bolts of, like, choreographing an action sequence and making it all clear and de- designing things and making sure, like, everything makes sense in space. He just has this huge blind spot of, like, interacting with people. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just can't handle it. Did he just, like, fail that class and never had to I make guess. it up or I, something? Hey, there's no like... school you can't cheat through. <laughs> that's yeah he just paid off but the okay so uh between star wars and empire strikes back mark hamill got in like a huge car accident and had yeah. to get like major like facial reconstruction surgery yeah um which is like the main reason they wrote in the wampa attack at the beginning yeah as if to like acknowledge that his face looks different now you know like have something traumatic happen to him mm-hmm. so it's like oh they fixed his face in the story but like i never quite understood that because i've never really been able to pick up on luke looking that different between the two movies no he only looks different because he looks injured i don't know maybe like later in the film he like healed up more so it's not noticeable but in those first scenes it would have been because the wounds are still like fresh or something but like yeah like, in that scene, he only looks a little bit different because his hair is, like, all wet and he's, like, got, like, fake blood on his right. face and stuff. Like, he, like... Because they have him in makeup to look like he's been attacked yeah. by a wampa. But I do think the way that this movie opens up is hilarious. Because, like, Luke just gets immediately <laughs> hit yeah. by that wampa. Like, Han Solo's just like, hey, I did the thing, I'm gonna go inside because it's cold. And Luke's like, alright, bye! Boop! Yeah. And then he gets attacked by a wampa just, like, yeah. immediately. Yeah, it's, it's his, uh, his tauntaun goes, Rah! and he goes, hey, what's up, buddy? And then just the fist comes out, like, <laughs> from the right side of the frame. Furry arm. <laughs> the one thing, like, the one thing in this movie that I do think, like, not not to be cinema sins about it, obviously, but, like, the one moment that always takes me out of it is when Han Solo is going out to find Luke in the tundra. And he's like, oh, there he is. And he, like, gets down and, like, helps him up. And then Hans Tauntaun just fucking dies for no reason. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. Why did that Tauntaun die? Uh, they did warn him. They told him it's too cold. Well, it's showing you how cold it is, Jack. It's too cold. But the Tauntaun are Arctic mammals. No, 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 no. <laughs> If Han Bond Solo is not dead, is why would that be worried about Because even the Arctic animal died. That's <laughs> how rough why it is. Why would Bond still be alive if a fucking Wolverine just fucking dropped dead from how cold it was? Han got to take a shower in between. Because he's got his He jacket. went back to the base, he got okay, a warm shower, fine. and then he got on the same fine. Tauntaun that he was on all day. <laughs> all, right. all right. Yeah. He got a hot chocolate and the Tauntaun okay, did. So, you guys are right. So um, to get back to the 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 um, injury, um, yeah, I feel like this is one of those things where it was definitely more apparent to people as it was coming out, um, like because Maybe. you have Star Wars being such a big hit, and then its first sequel is coming out, and it's already being like, you know, people are very excited to see it. Um, you know that Luke's uh, or Mark Campbell's face is on every magazine for like the year leading up to that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess you know that's true. that it's like it's probably huge, and he probably is a lot like you know a lot clearer in people's heads. Like, you know, if you think about you know your favorite actor today and what they look like, you know, you can usually get it pretty close. And if they had something minor happen to them, and they were in the next Avengers movie, and you were like, hey, that's a little different, uh, right. I think it would stick out. It's like when Superman yeah. has a mustache. In the future, nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to understand why they needed to, yeah. Right. <laughs> the, um, 
but yeah, I I always think it's really funny that like because Mark Hamill never really had like a huge like live action acting career. He right. pretty much stuck exclusively to like voice acting stuff for like in between Star Wars and Star Wars. Yeah. Um but like mm-hmm. I think it's funny how like the new trilogy seemed to like kind of force him to get his act together. It seemed like because, like, whenever you would yeah. look at, like, pictures of, like, modern-day Mark Hamill in, like, 2015, he looked real rough. He looked Ragged. like a weird, yeah. weird toad man for a really long time. <laughs> and, like, between that point and, like, Force Awakens, he, like, lost a lot of weight and, like, cut his hair and, like, got some good some good wardrobe and, like... They really, they really fixed him up for the new Star Wars, which I yeah. just think is funny. I mean, I mean, he looks good now, which yeah, makes me yeah, happy because really he's getting him. older now. So I'm happy that he looks better now. <laughs> he totally does. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I think, I think, I think Mark Hamill's pretty handsome in the new Star Wars movies. Like, just like as an older guy, I think he's pretty handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mark Hamill's always been handsome. I mean, not always. Like I said, he looked really bad for a little while. But it was more so by the way he presented himself, not his actual <laughs> yeah, exactly. physical appearance. Yeah. yeah. I mean my my take has always been like everybody's pretty attractive when you like dress yeah. them up nice and yeah. give them a shower. Uh so yeah, everybody's like Everybody's beautiful on the in- inside and you can see it in this movie when they go inside the Tauntaun and it's just yeah. <laughs> very pretty. I thought they smelled bad. Hi, outside. Hi, outside. Yeah, that's another one where I forgot like how slow he says it because he's dying <laughs> yes. of exposure. That's me and Adeline's favorite line reading in history. We say that to each other all the and time. I thought it smelled bad. Oh, outside. Oh, outside. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, another weird delivery that like gets like you mentioned it earlier, like the big spoiler. You know, the I'm your father, like. I feel like every show and, like, parody of it that I've ever seen always does, I am your father. Like, the weird inflection on am. But right. in this one, it's just, yeah. I am I am your father. Like that's, It's like, like that's as if Luke pre- has just said, you're not my dad. And then he like, goes, no, I am your dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're not my dad. <laughs> no. You can't but be what? my dad. I can be your dad. And I am your dad. No, yeah, no. but in this one, like, he, he legitimately, he just, uh, the inflections on the eye, he says, I am your father. And it's just yeah. like, it reads so well that the parody of it is just like, so gross. Like thinking back yeah, to like, it's like iterated on itself parody. so many times. It yeah. just doesn't. Yeah. Well, people are always like, uh, alternate universe theory. Uh, he had, he never says, Luke, I am your father. He just says, I am your father. Whoa. And it's like, well, because. <laughs> It doesn't make sense as a reference if you just say, I am your father. Like, you could be talking about anything. Right. When you say, Luke, I am your father, we immediately know that you're talking about Star Wars. But if you're just like, hey, guys, I'm your dad. Am I right? Nobody gets that reference. <laughs> I put a picture of gross old Mark Hamill on yeah, Don't the, be mean to Mark stream. Hamill. <laughs> Not to just dunk on Mark Hamill. I just think it's funny how, like, awful he looked for so long before he, like, got it together. <laughs> it sounds like you're dunking on Mark Hamill. Yeah, it sounds like you're dunking <laughs> He's on Mark Hamill He's very handsome now. I'm proud of him. <laughs> he let himself guys? go for a while, and then he pulled it back in. Yeah, I mean, you see him in that new Uber ad, Uber Eats ad with uh, uh Yeah, with Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Looks pretty good in that. Kind of get it in that one. Yeah. Patrick Stewart can always kind of get it. Oh, Patrick Stewart <laughs> has not changed. He's yeah. found the 
fountain of youth <laughs> but like really late in life <laughs> so yeah. he's just eternally <laughs> or eternally kind of old but he will not yeah. look older has anybody checked in on morgan freeman in a while is he doing okay uh I think, he had like a scandal yeah didn't we he? don't we're supposed to like not care about him right now right oh. i think i think I he did a bad it. thing it was i just i literally the only memory i have is like somebody saying to me like oh there's this whole weird thing with morgan freeman right now and i was like oh i should look (laughs) up what that is and when i googled it it like didn't come up like it seemed like someone was like trying to keep it from from like really breaking big i don't Mm -hmm. know it was weird it was a weird thing and i don't know what it was not to be a huge downer really quickly but i thought that it was that like someone had accused him of like some kind of sexual assaults, but then people, but then it had gotten like, it was like, oh, it was a false allegation actually, but then people were like, but was it though? So it was like one of those things where it's like he could have done something wrong, but we haven't really proven that he did something wrong. I thought that's what the situation was. And so now he's just laying low, I guess. I mean, just I'm yeah, 99% sure that's gotta be it, but that's just like, that's the numbers stalking. That's like the most <laughs> right. likely thing that could have happened. Yeah. Um, I also really like the line delivery that Luke has when he's unconscious <laughs> in about to go into the top top. He's just like, Yeah. Ben! Yeah. Dig of the system. Hey, like, that's really funny. Yeah. Ben. Oh, and Hansel is just like, Okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the Ben and the Yoda part, that's fine. But like the 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 full sentence frack, like, Dig of the system is not something that comes <laughs> yeah. out, like, between breaths. Yeah, <laughs> Dagobah system. Are you awake? <laughs> no. Um, I also just want to say that the like mega ultra star destroyer is so sick with the like blue lights on it and the like orange afterburners coming out behind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the coolest. And also all the walkers on Hoth are the coolest. So this I... movie has That's like such a cool like ship design. Like Yeah. It could, it's like it's so clearly like an animal like it's got the four legs yep. and it's like big it's so clearly got a head with like tusks and eyes and stuff but yeah. it doesn't but it, it still looks like a huge robot like it's just such a cool design it's just like invokes like such size and like power and destruction like it's just it's so cool <laughs> yeah no I, I i love that so much because like i mean it's natural that like when you create a big machine that's never been made before, you gotta make it look like something. Like yeah. right. it's gotta be something imposing, like a giant camel or mammoth or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I feel like now it's just your everyday sci fi series, it's just like how angular can we make this? Like how yeah, many how many trials right? can we fit <laughs> on this bad boy? Like, yeah, basically that's that's all of it. But like I don't know. I feel like through time we've as people just always been able to just do that like yeah takes out take an animal silhouette and apply that to technology but well there's a lot there's a lot of animalistic imagery in star wars like we talked yep. about like with darth vader's mask before where it's like he kind of looks like a dog like with like the muzzle and stuff like, right yeah I don't I don't know what to do with this observation, but I think it's a cool observation. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Um, so I have a question for you guys. Uh-huh. When you look at the ATATs, yeah. do you see their like eyes and face? Do you see the eyes as the guns on the side of their head or as the windshield that's like on the front on the snout? I see the windshield as the eyes. Really? It's not like a chameleon. You know, in my mind's eye, I don't even register it having eyes. That's fair. Like I just, all right, all right. 
I think of it as this weird like obelisk of like or golem of a of a camel. Right, just like a faceless thing. Yeah. See, yeah, I see it with like I, big chameleon eyes it, on the side not, of its head. It's not exactly emulating an animal. It just invokes the idea of yeah. an animal, and that's what's right. so cool about it. Yeah. But no, I, I I see what you mean. Like I know what you're getting at. Like there are just certain things where you're like you look at a car and you're like, is the windshield the eyes or the are the headlights the eyes? The, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I but say, I just I think that's cars weird. I've never had that with up, this because I have never thought of the windshield as the eyes. It's always the light on the front that are the eyes. Yeah, well, didn't they have, like, those, um, like, mobile gas uh, commercials where the cars, the headlights were the eyes? Right, right, right. And I was just, I guess, like, I guess their, like, head cavity is just the cabin. Like, (laughs) the windows go directly to the brain. It's like a a turtle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never really thought twice about the fact that the eyes were the windshield in cars. I, mean, I don't think you'd spend enough time thinking about cars, Jackson. I, Here's the thing. Here's the there's thing. There's a lot. There's so much to unpack. Yeah. But the thing is, is that not all cars go to have, heaven. <laughs> not all cars go to heaven. Not all cars have grills uh-huh. if it's like an yeah. electric car. So that if you do the 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 grill as the mouth and the headlights as the as the eyes, that doesn't always work for every car necessarily. Uh, okay. But so, I guess the grill is still the mouth in the car's version, yeah. too, anyway. Yeah. Well, the I mean, we could sort of just see, like, uh, it's the Tesla cars that don't have grills, right? Right. Yeah, so, or like, like Tesla is, car. like, um, like the, the Tyrell Corporation Blade Runner, and Tesla's right. are just replicants. So they and all the don't. Teslas are like, I have no mouth, but <laughs> yeah. I must scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've trained that, a robot how to scream. So in the <laughs> Cars universe, those cars, they're just like, they're not even in the movies because like, they don't get parts in movies. Yeah. Can we get Denis Villeneuve to do a Cars movie in between Dunes? That's the pitch I would want to hear. That's... Let's go. Let's just Wait, hold on. Take Kate in the chat bite, just said, right I know someone in the Cars fandom, and that just feels, is it you? Is it you, Kate? <laughs> I have um, a friend who's in the Cars fandom. Uh, I they... don't believe that that exists, to be frank. I don't think that <laughs> oh, is a Jackson. thing. Oh, Jackson. <laughs> don't, don't put that in the universe. <laughs> I don't. Okay, hold on. Let me read the chat super quick. Oh, that's just it. Just I know someone in the Cars fan. What are you talking about in the Cars fandom? The, you ship uh, them. The connection. Mater X Lightning. Get okay, I guess that's fair. I'm just I can't imagine thinking enough about Cars to like. I mean, identify yourself as like being in that fandom, quote unquote. Well, you have the the Pixar like uh, cinematic universe, right? Where they all right. technically happen in the same universe. So Brave yeah. and Cars happen on the same planet Earth. Right, well, we so we went into hurt. this on the podcast. <laughs> we went yeah. pretty deep on that at one point. This is and not as far as it's bullshit. It's pretty insane. The world that, like, in that timeline, the world ends like three times, but never where you think it's going to. <laughs> right, it's because, like, like after Toy Story one. Well, yeah. it's like the theory is that no, it's, it's like, like Wally comes first, and then the world ends. And then right. all the other movie happens, and then the world ends again, and then we have the Cars movies. Like, it's crazy. And then Monsters, Inc. is, like, the far future, like, heat death of the universe. Yeah, it's which like doesn't make other... any fucking sense, because Boo yeah. was definitely from, like, the 90s. Like, But they time travel. They go back through the doors. 
Yeah, I don't like that one either. Because they never go to future Hawaii. They go to regular Hawaii. <laughs> regular Hawaii. Okay. Kate just brought up another point. <laughs> that a lot yeah. of the art in the Cars fandom is Jinka. Or Gajinka. I don't know how to pronounce that word. But it's where you make the human version of the thing. That makes a lot of sense. There is a huge Pixar Gajinka fandom. I've seen I it. Gotta... I got it. Okay, I know, I know I'm going to regret this, but I'm Googling Cars fan art right now. No, Jackson. I just need to know what this looks like. Jackson, no. You're going to find the TikTok cosplayer who cosplays Lady McQueen. You're going to do uh... it. Uh, let's see. Okay, so nothing super weird. There is a certain amount of, like, there's there's a very specific vibe of, like, fan art where, like, it was definitely drawn by like a by like a 15 or 14 year old and it there's nothing explicitly sexual about it but it just has a really horny energy that's hard yeah, to put yeah, a yeah, finger yeah, on yeah. that's what a lot of as these if it's made like. by a 14 or 15 year old yeah yeah exactly no, no but i remember this from middle school back when i didn't have social media so i would just look up things on google images cuz i didn't know how the internet worked but there is, like, a big, like, Finding Nemo, like, Gajinka fandom where they draw the Finding Nemo <laughs> characters as, like, an anime family. That's, like, a big thing. And I remember there was discourse of people shipping the the Blackfish with Little Nemo. And that was, like, a, that was like a <laughs> thing that was happening. I found God. some excellent fan art that I'm sending you guys right now. Wait, oh, was great, he, like, cool. drawn, like, Willem Dafoe? Like, no, he's he's drawn he like an anime. Anime, an anime. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, oh, that's dope. <laughs> that's oh, so can we get a, a Cars Dragon AU? Are you kidding me? That yeah, okay. slaps. Hold on, I'm still putting it on the oh, uh, on the stream. Okay, all right. Yeah, sorry. That um, I like that. I was <laughs> looking at this picture completely wrong, which <laughs> I don't think there is a right way. But I thought that the dragon part of it was fused to the top of the car like it it's was like a part of the car a cargoyle if you will a cargoyle yes exactly <laughs> um but the weird thing about the cargoyle was that it the perspective where it's just like 35 degrees from the front of the car <laughs> yeah. just facing outward diagonally so for people listening at home who aren't ride. watching the stream this is this is a drawing of Hudson Hornet from Cars. Is that what his name was? Doc I Hudson, so. the Hudson Hornet. Doc Doc you Hudson. Gotta, you you were supposed um, to watch this before the show. <laughs> yeah, come on. Doc Hudson uh, and there's a dragon on top of him who also yes. has similar hood ornaments and general color schemes and adornments as Doc Hudson from Cars. Yeah, no, it's definitely Doc Hudson as a dragon. And if you can find more of this AU somewhere, I'm very yeah. interested now. I'm are, putting do they, out... are they like do they like fly in race? Are they race dragons? I'm putting out an APB to anybody within the sound, the radius of my voice. Like, if you know people who do Cars Dragon fan art, we are unironically into this and we yeah, want no, it. Like, <laughs> God, imagine if the Cars movie was just called Dragons instead and it was about this dragon racer who gets like too far removed it's it's the same problem with cars where he doesn't have to be a dragon for this plot the plot does not rely on the fact that he's a dragon right <laughs> just like he's like a that. racer are, and he goes to, to a small dragon town <laughs> all right quick cue um in this picture 
Hudson, Doc Hudson, he's purple. Mm-hmm. Am I freaking out, or was he actually blue? He was like a deep blue. Yeah, I think, I think that's more or less the color he was. No, I think it was more of a navy kind of color. I think this person has taken some artistic license and made him just a little bit more Do you purple. think a little bit of artistic license? Yeah, just a little bit, though. <laughs> like, just a smidgen. So, yeah, I mean, he's definitely more We're blue looking at a professional movie. here, so... Yeah, yeah, okay, listen, if you're gonna make Doc Hudson into a dragon, are you really gonna be that upset when he's purple and not blue? <laughs> a little bit, because he uses blue in the picture. It's not like he lost his blue crayon. <laughs> He had the option to make blue. <laughs> like, I've only got purple. But, uh, by <laughs> God, this you. picture is happening. <laughs> God. But it's it's the signature. First of all, this was 2010, it looks like. But yeah. the signature makes me think that this is an adult person, at least. Yes. And that that's just <laughs> another layer. Which so I thought that this mind. might actually be a little too boring, but I'm just going to get into it anyway. I'll get in and out real quick. But okay. I live in Orlando, so I've got Disney real close. We yeah, have right. a bunch of stores on and off of Disney property where people are like they'll do Disney fan art, like professionally made in art galleries yeah. and sell them. Right. And that's the kind of signature that you see. And I am just trying to <laughs> right. imagine going to one of these still kind of upscale Disney yeah, like yeah, yeah. picture places and seeing this on the wall. Yeah, no. I well, they do. They do like commissions, them. right? Yeah. So like, what? Can we ask them to do dragon cars for us? Oh my god! Maybe if can we, we get an official Disney sketch artist, <laughs> we take oh, yeah, this to they Disney. Have, no, it, at Disneyland, at some of the places, like some of the stores, they just have people, and you give them like five bucks, and they'll like draw a Disney character for you. I don't know if they're allowed to like deviate from the like actual character design. <laughs> right. though. I don't know if you walk up to those people or like, hey, can you draw Rapunzel, but she's a dragon? I don't know if they'd be like. No. <laughs> like, okay. Give me just a minute. I'm going to look up the... F- ah, they would probably be closed. Let's see. I'm going to look up the phone number of one of those art shops in downtown Disney. Yeah. They're definitely open. That's Yeah, downtown Disney has been open for a while, haven't they? Well, and I just mean like this time of night, not in terms of coronavirus. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's see, like 630 Virus here. brain. Oh, I guess you're... you're it's one time zone before me, so I guess Adelaide it's five thirty for I you, right? I think they're open. Yeah. The, they the Orlando one is open for another thirty minutes. Can you? How oh, fast really? Can you okay. Run? I'm gonna. <laughs> I Wonderground Gallery. Uh, well, Carmen's, can you okay, look okay. and see if this person has made more dragon fan art? I can't read that signature. Is it unethical to put somebody on speakerphone on a on a stream? Never. Never unethical. <laughs> I think maybe. They don't have to answer the phone. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, you just have to um, tell them this call is being recorded for quality assurance <laughs> yeah, purposes. Yeah, I got, I got I'm punching in the number. Is Commons Art Shop? It says it's in the Disneyland Resort. I hope that's the, the place I'm thinking of. 440. Kate, I can't believe you've done this to me. <laughs> Kate is sending me cars gajinka and I can't handle it. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta put him in our chat too. I hate how genuinely kind of okay this art is. Like someone okay. puts yeah. that into these character designs. The I'm gonna, call, I'm gonna call this number. I'm or... gonna put him on speakerphone right now, and I'm oh, gonna ask okay. him about dragon cars. I'm gonna talk about dragon cars. Okay. Hello, 
you have reached Commons Art Shops. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time during this message, or you may dial zero to reach the operator. To reach Accounts Receivable, dial 49. To reach Accounts Payable, dial This doesn't 10. seem right. This doesn't no, seem like the right number. To reach Special Event Services, dial 22. To reach Human Resources, dial 46. To reach Maybe Human Resources. Dial 45. It's probably Dragon Resources. Support, dial 44. To reach Payroll, dial 12. This yeah, seems no, like this they're like not... corporate office. You, you okay, hold on. the employee hotline. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Gallery is temporarily closed, it says. What? Why? Why? The art of Disney? Is there like a map of downtown Disney that you can look at that just has <laughs> the business names on it? Let's see. Art of Disney. This one's in Florida, but it says it's open. Uh, in downtown. Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this place. All right. Is this like when we used to call cereal companies with our <laughs> cereal ideas? Yeah. In high school, me and a friend of mine used to spend our high school lunches just calling the phone numbers of different cereal companies and just pitching stupid cereal ideas to whoever would pick up the phone. God, we need to do that on the podcast. <laughs> only, once was... we, only once we get Keisha on again. Yeah, so that's it, because that was with Keisha, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try this one and then I'll stop. I'm, I am I don't want to waste everybody's time if we can't get them. Okay. Okay, well, that was not oh, right. I guess did Disney's I, bankrupt. <laughs> did yeah. I put oh, it no. wrong? Did, did Disney go out of business? I think God just doesn't want this one to happen. Yeah, no. I Man, think. I just want to ask an employee <laughs> about dragon cars. Fuck. Well, Jack- Jackson, look to see if this person has made more dragons car fan art. Let's see, let's see. Reverse image search. <laughs> Go into the deep dark web and tell me. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna look up Cars Disney Dragons. Dragons. Um here's just a picture of a dragon on top of a car. Like a regular car. No. Mm. Mm. It's close, but not quite. Let's <laughs> see. I don't know. I guess Hmm. There's no way this person just did one picture. Yeah, of Doc Martin. I'm okay, gonna see. I'm gonna try to find. <laughs> it's it's extremely. It's. I think this might be the only one. It looks like <laughs> heart and soul <laughs> and blood and tears went into this. <laughs> I'm well, trying I'm to find you. the Google result for, um, for for that to see if I can trace it. Let's see, find this person's home address, please. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's on fanpop.com. That seems right. <laughs> Is it on iFunny also? <laughs> uh, let's see. Added by Spirit Lover. Oh, Jackson, you turned into a demon robot again. Uh... Oh, okay, so it says, this was uploaded by Lowrider Girl. They say, a picture I found on DeviantArt that she made. Wait, Wait she what? found it and she Okay, made okay, it? so I've got to go DeviantArt, Lowrider Girl. I'm I sure I will Low not Rider regret Girl this. stole the art. That does not look like Lowrider Girl's signature. 
No. They credited it to Lowrider Girl. I'm going to start there and maybe I can trace my way back. I think. Okay, I'm going to re- I'm going to reverse search this too. And it says here that this is actually from the Louvre in Paris. Oh. oh yeah. is this, this is a Da Vinci? Though? Yeah. No, this is a DiCaprio. <laughs> uh uh, I hate that users on DeviantArt are called deviants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is just no good. I can't... The user doesn't exist anymore. This goes deeper oh, than God. I could have possibly imagined. Somebody. Wait, what if this was drawn before Cars? What if the original <laughs> concept predates was, cars? was Cargoyles? I can only and... find the Doc Martin one. What's going on with the world? Okay, I'm going to do a reverse image search. See if I can trace this. I found somebody's car o- cars OC. <laughs> oh my god. He's like a he's like a he's like a pickup truck, but he's wearing a baseball hat. And he's like a dark blue. It's very good. No, the reverse image search isn't specific enough. It's just showing me a lot of different purple cars. Yeah. The algorithm wasn't built for this. How can this be the only one? How There's got to be more. I got to have more dragon one? cars. I I searched Pixar cars dragons and it came up again, but no other ones and nothing else even vaguely like that. What is happening? Uh oh okay. 3 I I tried a different reverse image search besides just Google. Yeah. Um it says 3 instances of this image. Oh, my God. Um, wow. It's rare. One on fanpop.com, which was the one that I got it from. Yep, Let's yep, see. yep. Carsdude.deviantart.com. Let's take a look at this. Latest deviations. I hate DeviantArt, if I'm being frank. Why do they <laughs> call everything like this? Um, Let's see. I don't see the picture here. Uh, oh, it's just under their favorites. Okay. I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> it's under my favorites for sure. Kate on Twitter just sent me a link to what I think is the Cars Discord server. Send me that link right now. Right this I gotta, Hold on, hold on. Oh no! It's just it's just art. Okay, no, it was somebody else oh, talking about the server. I thought Kate. I thought you had just sent me. I thought they had just sent uh, me the link to the server, and I was gonna lose my mind. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna do some private research. About, about cars. Discord. We'll come server. back. We spent too long on cars. So, do you think the? So okay, to get back to cars. Yeah. With the uh, a- yeah. <laughs> so with the ATATs. Oh, and, okay. Got it. Okay. And the Tauntauns, like chilling together. Do you think yeah. there's like some weird like organic versus mechanical kind of tension there? Mm, that's true. They're the the, the good guys aren't the guy making big mechanical the robots what destroying the environment. Um. Who's the guy that dug a hole through the mountain faster than the train did? He John Henry? I don't think he dug a hole through a mountain. Yeah, he did. In the think, animated Disney movie, he did. 
Didn't he? Wait, I thought he was laying down railroad. What did John? Well, yeah, no, they were building a railroad, and then this guy's like, "Yo, I got this machine that'll build a railroad faster than anybody else." Cade, Cade, hold on, Cade, please send a link to the Cade, please send a link to the Cars Discord server, please. Okay, if you if you have a link to the Cars Discord, we will officially be done with Empire Strikes Back forever. Oh God, we have to wait till tomorrow. Damn it! God damn it! Okay, (laughs) what if? What if we just did another stream tomorrow, which was Cars Discord deep dive? <laughs> then we would all have to watch it, and <laughs> yeah, I would we'll have, have to be watch. there. Oh my god! You talked about it in the general vicinity of me, and it would be very rude not to invite. It's true. You. It's true. <laughs> um, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Maybe not tomorrow, but <laughs> Cars. God damn it! Maybe. Maybe not tomorrow, but at some point, the three of us are going to reconvene. I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to do another stream, which is just Cars Discord deep dive, and we can get up to some antics on the Cars Discord. Does that sound yeah, good to you guys? Yeah, I but I think we also art, need to do I our research. I want fan fiction. I want fan theories. I want it all. Ooh, and be so we good. all need to watch each Cars movie. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> okay, so I've are you just saying you want to come back first... on the podcast for a Cars series? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that can be that can, can be do done. That. Um, our fucking stream looks like a nightmare right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's fine. That <laughs> is indicative of what happened. Um, <laughs> it reflects a greater truth. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what are we at? So we were just we talking talked, about. We talked Hoth. We talked Han and Leia. Yeah. We talked Yoda. We talked the. We talked I was explaining the story of John Henry to you. <laughs> Lando. What about Lando? Thoughts on Lando? Thumbs He's up. Thumbs down. Thumbs. I like him. Three thumbs up. Nice. Yeah. yeah. My third secret thumb. Yeah. Okay. And I save only for Lando Calrissian. True. I don't think I don't think we talked about this on the solo episode. In the run up to Solo coming out, Disney did one of their weird little press conferences that they do, where they were just like, "Hey, just a heads up, it's canon that um, Lando is pansexual," and everyone's right. like, "Okay, you know, like that makes sense." But yeah. And, like, I get why you would say that. But to me, that brings up so many questions as to the nature of life in Star Wars. Because, like, what does that mean? Like, what does pansexual mean in a society where there are hundreds of of different species? You're right. What does it mean to be a pansexual in the Star Wars universe? Well, I mean, there is, like, his relationship with the robot. Exactly. Droid. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's just what that the means. The whole reason that they wanted to come out with that statement is somebody was right. like, "We need to prepare people for this off-screen Someone romantic over tension." Disney is just like, "Yeah, he fucked the robot. Okay, he fucked the robot." Before you start <laughs> like, asking, God, okay. yes, he fucked it. Also, like, okay. For, so first of all, they took Lando's girlfriend and they killed her and they trapped her inside Han Solo's ship forever. Yeah, like, first of yeah, all. like a fun talisman. Uh, yeah, well, first, actually, what they did was they trapped her inside of Lando Calrissian's ship, and then Han Solo fucking stole it from him. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally, stole his physically girlfriend. kidnapped Lando Calrissian's lover just forever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, like, I just, I just want to know how that informs their relationship in this movie. <laughs> like, it doesn't. Because, you want to know why? Because that's fucking crazy. <laughs> and there's no way... <laughs> That there's no context to this whole film that even 
there's not even seeds of that in here. I don't know why they did that. Because well, because, just... no, because there's the one bit where C-3PO is like, I don't know who taught your ship to have manners, because it's very rude to me. Or whatever the fuck it is he says. But that like, doesn't imply that his girlfriend's soul is trapped in it forever. <laughs> yes, it does. We don't know why that is. We, audiences are clamoring oh. to know exactly no, no, why no, that no, is. No, 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 because R2-D2 on the cloud planet I feel is like talking we're to the very, very close to cars again. <laughs> That's true. We are getting really close to cars territory again. <laughs> we're walking this line. We got to be careful we don't fall off into the cars territory <laughs> all right, all right. again. I'm going to take a hard left turn away from the edge. <laughs> um, I... Oh, by the way, we're, we're covering Empire Strikes Back this month, not because it just happened to be the next Star Wars movie we needed to do, but because it is, I think, the spookiest Star Wars movie. Your thoughts? Disagree. There's nothing scarier than the reality of having to sit through the first half hour of uh, Re- Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the first half hour? That's good, though. Isn't that the one where all the monsters are partying? Yeah. Oh, it well, just see, doesn't stop. You don't like that? That's, it's so that's annoying. Good. You don't like that? Now, see, you're, you're referring to the special edition where George Lucas fucking CGI'd in an entire bad musical number. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, you don't like that? No, I'm not crazy about it. Uh, as... But the rest of the movie's good, where they're on the barge and he kills Boba Fett. Yeah, that all that cool pirate stuff is great, but I feel like yeah. by the time I've gotten to that, I've already watched three movies. That's how That's I true. feel. <laughs> you don't like that? I don't like it. Because this good? movie has the weird hallucination where oh, yeah. Luke chops off Darth Vader's head and then his own face is inside the helmet, which is pretty That's fucked fair. up if you think about it. Yeah. If you're dude, if you think about it, Star Wars is kind of fucked up. Pretty messed up. Um, I mean, they do get eaten by a giant kaiju in this one. That's true. That big worm is a kaiju. They do. Uh, See, that is a kaiju. It is. Is that our 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 vor ticket? <laughs> I guess I guess there is more. Oh my in this god, movie it's too. kaiju and vor. Everything's we every time we try to not talk about something on this podcast, we just can't help but do it. Cars. So. Vor. <laughs> yeah, Car- we can't. Carvors, not- my favorite Fucking trilogy. God. Oh my God. Wait, do um, you remember? Do you remember when the maker of Cars was like, "I would like to see another car get inside <laughs> yeah. of a car and yes. try to drive it with the steering wheel." Do you remember when he said that? Yes. Do you ever get to see the inside of a car? No. I'd like to see the inside of a car. <laughs> What does that look okay, like? so in the first movie, you don't see inside of a car; you see inside of a the trailer attached to a truck. Right? Does that count? I, I don't think that's the same. I think Is the trailer is just war? still a trailer. Okay. Yeah, um, it's not. It's a. But he never does. He ever take that trailer off though? Is that just a part of him? Yeah. See, according to the Pixar multiverse theory, the cars have always been alive, Toy Story style. And so when all the humans left, they they just took over the planet now that they didn't have to keep their existence a secret anymore. And then wiped uh, away human history? Which, which would imply that they are just regular cars on the inside. Yeah. 
Unless they've evolved past that point, and now they're just gooey brains and stuff on the Well, inside I think now. that was the original cars, and then generations later, now we have these exactly. hybrid cars that maybe don't even have <laughs> interiors anymore. And this is all, as we know, because of the Witch from Brave cast a spell on the world that made cars and toys come to life. Yes. Yeah, when did she do that? Don't ask questions. <laughs> um, so anyway... On Dagobah, <laughs> I like that there are just snakes and lizards around. They didn't feel like they had to, like, make yeah. up their own aliens. They were just like, yeah. it's fine. Like, they there could be snakes in space. A couple cute shots of, like, just the, the Gila monsters. Like, I love when movies used to do that, where it's like, oh, people haven't seen, like, reptiles from the Galapagos, so we can put them in our movie, and they'll still be very alien to people. Oh, yeah, like armadillos right. and yeah. Dracula. Like, I love seeing that. It's just, yeah. That's it. Did you guys know that Gila monsters, for a long time, people thought they had, like, a venomous bite? But it turns out they don't actually inject you with anything. Their mouth just cultivates a horrible yeah, cocktail of gnarly bacteria just all on its own. So when they bite you, it just gets just infected, get infected, like, 100% of the time. How messed up mm-hmm. is that? Yeah, yeah they no, should brush dude. their teeth. Yeah. Komodo dragons were, like, my favorite animal for a grip. And, like, yeah, it's fucked up, man. I love that moment where they meet Lando for the first time, and he instantly gets super horny when he looks at Princess Leia. Yes. And then Han, like, sort of, like, shepherds her away, and then C-3PO is just like, well, hi, I'm C-3PO. Like, how's it going? And Lando just completely walks away from him. Yeah, no, because C-3PO, first of all, he's like, how dare you not be horny about me? And second of all, he can't, he doesn't read the room. He is unable to. He's like, I don't understand that this man is horny as all heck. (laughs) Yeah, he, he he's literally like, wow, he's really friendly. I'm going to say hi. And then he says hi, and then Lando doesn't pay attention. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's very real love- interaction on everybody's <laughs> part. Like, Han I is just like, way- okay, even I'm uncomfortable with this. The- yeah, if Han is <laughs> uncomfortable with your sexual energy, then something's wrong. <laughs> I like that, um, I just like the way everybody interacts with C-3PO in this movie because everybody is so mean to him all the time, but he completely doesn't seem to notice. And then, like, that moment at the end, like, right after Han and Leia kiss for the first time, and C-3PO just, like, blunders in and is just like, Han Solo, you must, you have to come look at this! And Han Solo is just like, thank you, I really appreciate it. (laughs) C-3PO is so funny. And C-3PO's like, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. I, I feel like C-3PO kind of just plays the part of Anthony Daniels in this one, where everybody's yeah. just kind of putting up with him and doesn't really like him. Right. <laughs> Have you ever seen the thing where, like, Anthony Daniels and the guy who played R2-D2, like, apparently had some kind of weird one-sided beef? Where Anthony Daniels is just constantly like, ugh, me and that guy, I don't remember his name, me and what's-his-name in the R2-D2 box, like, we did not get along, Who boy, that was tricky, and then the guy in the R2-D2 is like, I I thought we were friends, like, yeah. I didn't really pick up on that, like, I thought we were cool. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Apparently the thing is, like, Anthony is, like, very, very into his role and considers himself kind of better than all the other actors. Um, <laughs> right. And he's, like, said a lot of horrible things about, oh, cool. um, oh, what is his name? You you forgot R2-D2's actor's yeah, name. Yeah, I don't remember And his that name. made me forget it, because I did know it before we started. <laughs> a moment ago, I swear. Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, um, like, yeah, he's, like, said really terrible stuff about him in print, and, yeah. Kenny it, Baker. It's a really unfortunate, yes. 
Um, so it's really unfortunate because C-3PO is actually, I think, my favorite Star Wars character, believe it or not. Um, it's also kind of this podcast's favorite Star Wars character. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, okay. well, perfect. Uh-huh. I'm with friends. Uh- <laughs> I'm, I'm in a safe one space. One last look at my friends. <laughs> Before what was, I um... just kill all of you. <laughs> I was, I know, I've talked about this on the podcast. But, like, I was so fucking sure, based on that Rise of Skywalker trailer... He thought he knew. ...that they were gonna get into the back of C-3PO's head, and they were gonna, like, engage instant kill mode, and C-3PO <laughs> was just gonna fuck Death some grip. shit up. Like, yeah. he was gonna, like, just start mowing through stormtroopers. But you know what they did so instead? so bad. Fucking nothing. <laughs> so, wait. Okay, so I still haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, because I want to save it for the podcast eventually, but... What what is the thing where his eyes glow red? Is that even in it? Oh, it's just allergies. No, it's literally like C three PO like fucking remembers a code that he's not allowed to say, so they have to like turn him off in order to get it, but it might kill him. Uh, but then it doesn't because it's C three PO and we can't kill him. And then he like fuck when they like turn him off and like when they put him into like factory reset mode, like he's fucking Buzz Lightyear, and I think that's when his eyes turn red. I don't oh, okay. remember. Yeah, or maybe no, he just smoked some weed. Yeah, <laughs> they, he they, gets really crunk for a second. This is not shitpost. They basically put him into the dark web, and that's why his red eyes <laughs> I mean, red. honestly, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I wonder if you just did a Google search in the dark web for C-3PO, what would it, what would happen? <laughs> I, you Probably a lot of flashlights. You know, like those like <laughs> dolls that you're supposed to like have sex with, except that they're just C-3PO? Probably a lot but of But why that. would you? That's not illegal. Why would you go to the dark web for that? I just because of shame. Decent people don't want to see that. Um, okay, if I'm looking at my, I'm trying to think of all the major moments. Like we did the the vor scene. Yeah, let me look at my. We right. did. Okay. It's really good when like that reveal when they're just going around Lando's house and then he just opens up one door and fucking Darth Vader's there. Oh, it's and so good. You're like so completely unprepared for it. it like, yeah. Even still, it's, like, one of the few, like, surprises in this movie that still kind of feels fresh when you watch it. Yeah. Because uh, it's just, like, it's so scary and so unexpected. Yeah. You're just like, Darth Vader, shit. like, at the dinner table is such a power move. It's so yeah. cool. I really wish we could have seen what, like, went on inside that room after they closed the doors. I know. I want this, like, super intense, but where they're, like, still, like, trying to, like, keep cordiality, like, conversation, like, over dinner with Darth Vader. God, yeah. I want that so bad. He takes off his helmet and he's grimy, bald Anakin. <laughs> just, like, just Vader, eating something. Bosk, and Boba Fett just, like, shooting the shit <laughs> yeah. about the, la- like, the movie they saw last week. Yeah, it's like, uh, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Do you try the, the... You've got your law practice, and I've got these fucking grants. Yeah, no, I I really like that he outsources this shit to bounty hunters, like, towards the end of the movie, because he's just right. so sick of all of his officers not getting anything done. It's right. so funny how often, like... I kind of want a supercut in this movie of how many times an officer has to be like, we lost him. Or like, I'm sorry, Darth Vader. <laughs> right. Because like, it happens a I lot in this we missed you, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's an arc in the, in the modern Disney comic books that I really like, where you basically get to see Darth Vader tell Palpatine that uh, the Death Star got exploded, which is really good. <laughs> Just oh, like yeah? Darth Vader having to be like... Um, so the, you know, the Death Star, 
Like, I'm sorry. You know that big old thing? Like, so it just kind of. Well, I mean, you, you know, know some that mistakes 10 were made. billion it, dollars you gave me. <laughs> it's just, it's just oh, funny. What's wild to me is that he has to deliver that news, but also it's not wild to me because that's the kind of thing that Palpatine would make Vader do, even if he did <laughs> know already. Exactly. Like, tell yeah. me what happened, like the same way a parent does when, like, you scrape your knee. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, no, the the Kieran Gillen um Darth Vader comic book from a few years ago does a lot of legwork on like the relationship between Palpatine Darth and Darth Vader in a way that I think is super cool and interesting. Um huh. in the sense that like it really explores it's easy to forget that like Darth Vader is not really at the top of the ladder like right. at all. He's yeah. sort of like outside of the hierarchy. But, like, he still kind of has to report to, like, Tarkin, (laughs) you know? Like, there are plenty of people who are still kind of in charge of him. Right. And, like, just about the sort of, like, the, like, like, as cool and tough and scary as Darth Vader is at all times, it shows you this sort of, like, behind the scenes where he's kind of, like, getting emasculated by his superiors a lot and, like, really fed up with his job in a way that's, like cool yeah. and scary and interesting yeah it Super might as good. well be like sith training is like being exactly an employee yeah at yeah. the lowest level yeah See, what does make me think that they had in plans on making a series at the big be- after a new hope is the fact that they build a death star again like that feels like <laughs> <laughs> we haven't planned on an arc what do they do uh they uh the uh, they build the Death Star like, <laughs> again, you, right. second time. I mean, what I would you do? It. Like, I, I, I don't love know. It. I like. I do kind of like the Force Awakens take, where it's like, oh, we'll do it, but bigger and better. That at least <laughs> right. makes sense. Not just let's do the exact same thing again. <laughs> I, I always remember this little bit on The Simpsons, um, where I this the family is trying to accomplish something, but it is a very important one line that I remember, and um, like something happens off screen and it goes back to the family and they've actually completed the task after failing the first time, and then somebody asks, "What did you do? How'd you do it?" And they're like, "Oh, we just tried the same thing again." It's weird how we always just try things one time, because that's just like a thing <laughs> in media is like. Yeah. in cartoons and in movies everybody just tries the thing one time and then yeah, just and like, right. like well work. that didn't work gotta do something completely <laughs> different out of left right. field and i'm just like that always stuck with me and i'm just like i kind of <laughs> like the whole second death star thing because they're just like well yeah i mean we still have all the plans and we could probably build it a lot faster because we know all the parts exactly like, <laughs> like we did it once already like that's what i think that's what you would do right yeah. like you spend like a bazillion dollars making a giant warship and it gets blown up you'd just yeah. probably be like i mean i guess we just try again right and they won't like, do the century... same thing twice i don't think and then a century down the line everybody the forgets that there were two you've got freaking space <laughs> jesus guiding the missile the first time so <laughs> yeah. like how likely is that gonna happen again yeah uh and again but, uh, <laughs> How do they blow it up in the third one? They don't have a they don't have a torpedo and an exhaust port that time. I think do it's they? I think it's actually predisposed to blow up. I think at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, I'm the Death Star. It's time to blow up. Wait, no, wasn't it Palpatine <laughs> getting thrown into like the reactor core? Isn't that what makes it blow up? Oh, and and mm. oh, okay, the third one. Okay, I see what you mean. I thought you meant the <laughs> right. third Death Star. 
Okay. Oh, no. No, no, no. The, th- um, the third movie, yeah. No, he falls into it, and I guess he's just so powerful that, yeah, there's just a no, core no, no. meltdown. Because they're on a, they're on a, um, they're on a Star Destroyer for that Luke, Palpatine, Darth Vader oh, fight. Because yeah. they're looking out at the Death Star. Yeah. And Lando is, like, piloting the Millennium Falcon, which I hope he gets to fuck off screen in that. Because yeah. I just want that oh, for him. Oh, you know he does. Um... He's piling the Millennium Falcon, and we're going to cover this in a few weeks, so I don't know why I'm doing this now, but I'm just trying yeah. to remember how they blow it up. Do they, I guess it's just yeah. under construction. They just blow it up like you would blow something up. Like normal, yeah. You don't need a gimmick well, that time. Well, the, the whole thing is that what they're doing on the ground is that they're trying to disable shields so they can blow it up, I think is the thing, and then once right, they do on that, Endor. they could just easily blow it up. I still don't get that. I'm really not a big fan of that third movie. It's a perfect movie. Yeah, I've talked before about how, like, the original movies and the prequels, like, balance each other out, like, so perfectly. In the sense that, Uh like, Star Wars is awesome and Phantom Menace blows. And then Empire Strikes Back is, like, even better. And then Clone Wars is, like, even worse. Yeah. And then (laughs) Return of the Jedi is, like, maybe kind of bad and... Revenge of the Sith is, like, maybe kind of good. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, like, the maybe kind of. Like perfect <laughs> opposites, like, mirror images of each other. Yeah. I mean, the, like, for a while there, my full, like, consumption of Star Wars media was through the Lego Star Wars games. <laughs> and yeah, that's fair. That's honestly, really fair. I was kind of just really prepared for it, like... I had seen the movies before that just because, you know, I'm the youngest in the family. So, like, I was a kid and I didn't understand what was going on, but the movies were around. So when the Lego games came around, I played those, like, hours, like, way too much time. Like, I ran out of content multiple times, but I loved playing them. And then getting back to the movies, I was like, this is so familiar. And this was before... Yeah, I know this place. <laughs> this is before, like, they did, like, voice acting in the Lego games. Like everything yeah, yeah, yeah. was pantomimed, right. and it was very <laughs> true, true to the series. So you know, it felt it felt like an old old sock, <laughs> like uh, an just old getting friend. right back into the movies. And then the <laughs> like third movie, I'm like, friend. I beat Lego Star Wars and got sick of Lego Star Wars faster than this movie is going. <laughs> so but, I think I think we've pretty much covered everything we want to cover, except for the wealth of Cars material. Yeah, well, I got that, we've that been we're given. here we've leaving on the table. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, what I thought was interesting uh, was that in the first movie, in in A New Hope, you have this sort of contention where Han uh, is a deserter. He didn't. He's never really like signed on to the rebellion, and you kind of worry that he's not going to come back in the end. And then, of course, he comes back and helps out. Um, and in this one, Han, he kind of, in the beginning, like, there's this, like, kind of red herring where he's trying to get away, but I really don't think right. he is. He's just trying to bait Leia into, like, confessing right. her feelings for him. I don't think he really mm-hmm. wants to go. Um, right, trying to get it, get her to try to get him to stop. Yeah, but then after the Battle of Hoth, Luke is just like, we're going to Dagobah, <laughs> which yeah. would <laughs> yeah, be... That's true. A punishable offense if he was I actually signed on to the rebellion. <laughs> the best I can figure is that the rebellion is not like an official like military right. or whatever. They're just like it's a ragtag group not, of whatever. And if it wasn't Luke Skywalker, it would it would probably be a bigger deal. Like that yeah. person might be branded a coward. Uh, but it's Luke, so it's just like, oh, he's yeah, learning magic. Me. But yeah. it's just it's really funny that like you actually in this movie it <laughs> switches. Dips. 
where Han is just like, I need to stick with the princess the whole time. And Luke is like, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to go do me. Like, can I go run some errands real quick? I'll be back in a few. Do you guys want anything? (laughs) I'll go to Dagobah. You want anything? I'll I'll stop by the 7-Eleven on the way back if you guys want like some Dr. Pepper or something. Yeah. So I I thought that was interesting. Just the switcheroo there. Yeah. Um, And then let's see. One of my favorite things about this movie is that we have the big reveal where Darth Vader is like, I am your father, and Luke's like, holy shit. Um, and he gets his hand cut off, and he like dangles, and he gets rescued. And then there's that moment where Darth Vader calls him on the Force, and it's like, Luke. And Luke is just like immediately like, father! Like, just immediately starts <laughs> calling him dad. And I think that's the funniest it. thing on the planet. <laughs> well, that's also adjacent to my favorite line delivery, which is... Uh, that's impossible it's when <laughs> you yeah. search your heart you know it to be true like yeah. those two lines are the movie for me they, they make it for me i just there's That's something impossible. about it's just pure fury and i don't know if it's acting <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't need to be right yeah. <laughs> the um oh and I, I i talked about this a little bit on the last one we talked about how the the lightsaber fight in a new hope is Sucks. so fucking bad Sucks. Um, but like <laughs> The way that this movie, like, handles that one lightsaber fight is mm-hmm. fascinating because, like, it's just... Because in Force... Or in, uh, not Force Awakens, in A New Hope, it seems like they're trying to make it, like, fencing. They're trying to make it really, like, light yeah. and quick and, like, sort of yeah. pokey, you know? Right. Like, they're just kind of trying to poke at each other. Yeah. But in this one, it feels like they're fighting with, like, two-handed broadswords. They're, like, yeah, just... Yeah. There's so much, like, emotion and rage in it. Yeah. And they're yeah. just, like, swinging at each other, like, double-handed all the time. Just, like, there's a scene where, or there's a shot, oh, I can't remember who does it to who. I think it's Darth Vader coming at Luke, just, like, reels back and just, like, double-handed, like, swings the thing at him, like, yeah. the same way, like, three times, like, over and over again, just, like, hammering at him, you know? Yeah. yeah. And no, it's, it's, like, there's something so tense about it. Yeah. I just love it so much more than just, like, I mean, I really appreciate the choreography in the prequels, but... There's just something so, like, perfect about, like, just having a character interaction, like, highlighted by two people just wailing on each other. It doesn't matter right. with what and how. But, this like, an, yeah. This was another thing that I really, really liked about The Force Awakens was I love people who haven't been trained on exactly how to use a lightsaber using a lightsaber. Because yeah. then it, when they use it, it's just all emotion because they have no training. So right. they're just, like, using it how they think they need to use it in the moment or else they're going to die. And I just love that so much because it's so against the way of the Jedi to show any emotion and to have these people who haven't been trained but are using the Jedi weapon just purely out of emotion. It's just, mm. it's I really like it. Yeah. And, like, used to open up a tauntaun in the beginning by Han. And, like, the yeah, way he yeah. looks at it when he does it, he's just like, how does this thing work? Yeah, what is this? He this never... is fucking ridiculous. What the I just, fuck is going I, on with I this? I can't imagine being in his position, using a lightsaber, and then being like, I never want to use one of those again. Like, if it was me, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter what animal I'm ripping open or if it's alive or dead. After that, I'm, like, all about lightsabers. That's right. my life now. It's yeah. intoxicating. Unlimited power. Do you have one more, Dan, before I before I give us the, the send-off? Um, let's see. Um, there's the water park slide at the end of the movie. Yes, good. good. There's the, uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, 
Jackson, do you remember our Star Wars characters from that one session of Star Wars D&D that we played? Yeah, I was a I was a Gungan. It was fun. Yeah. And me and Ethan a... just got actually super mad at each other, and then we just kind of stopped playing. Yeah. Because <laughs> we created a hostile energy in the space. Yeah. <laughs> All I have written here on this last page is the way that Han refers to Leia as sister, like... You got it, sister, like that. It's pretty <laughs> right. fucked up, don't you think? That's all I've written here. <laughs> oh, I also, there... I, I wrote this down, but I forgot to say it. I like the way that their relationship progresses over the course of the movie, because they don't set it up like they have their big romantic moment, like, at the end, like, during the climax. Mm-hmm. Like, when they get together, it's, like, a little bit less than halfway through the movie. Yeah. So you've still got plenty of time to spend with them as they are just sort of in a new relationship, sort of, and, like, figuring yeah. out, like, what this looks like, you know? Right. Yeah, I think and, like, it's... the new trilogy is all about, like, getting them together and, you know, reconvening and having the romance of the situation. This one was like, oh, let's do our objectives, but also there's romance happening the whole time. Right. Ooh, and they boil awesome. you like a like a frog in hot water. Like, they slowly amp it up, and you don't really yeah. see what's going on. And then after the movie, you're like, man, they were really into each other that whole movie, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's just I'm like, it's cool frog. so often. Like, it's so often it's fun to see people be a couple in movies like yeah. this. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I think, you know, like, romance is aside, because that would be boring in, like, a romance movie. But... Like, in a movie where a romance is, like, a subplot, I think that is kind of the platonic ideal. I think it's a lot more fun to see two people get together and then be a couple for a while before the movie ends than it is to, like, save the big kiss for after they beat the bad guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just in terms of character interactions, I always think that's going to be more interesting. Right. It's like a movie wouldn't be destroyed by the fact, like, if, like, in that title crawl for the movie after it reveals that they had maybe gotten separated. Like, they're not together anymore, but they had that moment in their movie, and it was self-contained, and it was just a real (laughs) thing. Like, instead of it being all about, like, oh, my God, it happened off-screen. We need a whole movie to show us what happened. Right. You have... You were sort of talking about it earlier, uh, funnily enough, with the uh, lightsabers, is how in the first one, it's, like, fencing. It's very, like, gentleman-like. Like, it's... um. I would say, like, the whole movie itself, A New Hope, is very King Arthur-esque. Uh, because, right. obviously, there's a lot taken from it. But with Empire, it's it feels like a war movie. It is, like, wholly original. It is... They're, like, it really sticks away from the tropes. And the whole time, like, you have these people who are just wailing on each other, using weapons to open up animals. Like, everything is very... Right. Like, everything's used practically. Um, mm-hmm. whereas in the first one, everything is more about like poise and, and style. And, you know, it, it, it is a difference in the direction. Like George Lucas wanted to have like this King Arthur self insert kind of thing. And then this director was like, no, I'm going to make a movie instead of whatever you just did. And <laughs> he, he, you know, this came out and then you Dude, get back to the, the prequels <laughs> and you get back to the prequels and it's like, an attempt at Shakespearean King Arthur and it's just really weird and mm-hmm. the like none of the relationships feel real but in this one like y- like nothing like of substance happens really with Lando before he betrays them and you still get so excited with the fact that he like 
comes back to help the cause later like that he <laughs> right, wants yeah. to help that he wants to be part of it because you like it you just genuinely like him even though everything he's talked about was literally like oh yeah my gas mines they're they're doing okay like he's <laughs> right, literally yeah, talking business with han and even han is just like oh it's super weird to hear you talk like this because you know you're like a businessman and like that leads into the trap like <laughs> right it's, it's just so casual but it's like there's something so real about that in like the star war <laughs> right yeah yeah i was gonna say it's so funny that we all like accept lando after that like it's so insane that you could write a character like give a performance that's just so fucking charismatic that like the character can yeah. literally sell out all of the protagonists of the movie give them over to the bad guys lead to their ultimate failing at the end of the movie and then at the beginning of the next movie you're just like Oh, yeah, but you're cool though. You can tag along if you <laughs> you're want. You're part to. of the gang okay. now. It you know, seems like, like you feel bad. You can you can come on. You know, a classic Babu Freak situation. <laughs> Is that what Babu Freak does? Does he sell no. them out? No. <laughs> no, it's about half of that though. Uh, he's kind of the Tinkerbell of this movie in that way. God, I yeah. hate Tinkerbell. <laughs> uh, so, would you guys like to hear a uh, one-star review of Empire Strikes Back from Letterboxd.com? I sure would. So this person uh, gives the movie, as I said, one star. They say, If you have this as your favorite movie, you're a nerd, and you probably annoy your girlfriend by pressuring her to review movies for your entertainment. You should probably buy her presents. Edit, colon. If you tell your girlfriend you'll only buy her a vegan chocolate muffin if she changes her review to five stars, you are disrespecting her and undermining the integrity of the art of film criticism. <laughs> That's really punctuated at the end. <laughs> criticism. Criticism. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if this is autobiographical or not. I need, oh, I need a movie is. about that. <laughs> oh my god. That's I see. I was excellent. at first. I was like, "Oh, this isn't really an insult," but it's like it's weird that they're like, "You're a nerd," but also you have a girlfriend. It's like usually it's the ob- you're a nerd and you don't have a girlfriend. But right. now I realize that this is her girl, her boyfriend that she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. anyway, Love that my name's Jackson sure. McMurray. <laughs> my name's Adelaide McMurray. <laughs> That's the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was, and that's that's Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Dan. And this has been No Nerds Allowed. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry we talked about cars and vor so much. <laughs> cars of vor and the car. One goals. of these Whoa. days we won't talk about vor. <laughs>